0: Y'all and welcome to Leadership with LaToya for Leaders on the Grow. Today, we're kicking off our summer series on lessons in leadership. We're so excited to have a number of guests with us who are going to give us an opportunity to really do some deep reflection as leaders. Uh, And so this podcast, episode 12, is kind of an overview of what it means to learn lessons as a leader. And so we have with us co-host Mike Wakesness. Hey, Mike, what's up?
1: Good morning, LaToya. How are you? I'm doing great. It's summertime.
0: Yeah, I think it's a really timely topic um, to talk about uh, leadership lessons during this time of year. Um, although, you know, we are very, very much married to a traditional school calendar where summer's a time to reflect and refresh. I think summer is a more relaxing time for lots of folks, and it does give us an opportunity to reflect and, and refresh in our practice. So I want to start by asking you, you know, I tweeted earlier this week that the best lessons in leadership often aren't found in a textbook. There's not a case study you can read. Um, there's not an answer you can look up when you have a, a really tough challenge. So talk to me about how you respond when uh, a challenge is presented to you as a leader and that problem nor the solution can be found in the book.
1: I think the first the uh, first part to focus on is being able to reach out to others for help. Having a strong network, whether it's through Twitter or uh, in person some kind of professional learning network where you have people a thought partner that you can talk to because you're, you're so spot on the toughest decisions you have to make the toughest situations you rarely find those in a book or uh, you know somewhere where you can look up and find the answer so what I found effective is having a vast network of people that I can call on that I trust and that have maybe been through the experienced before or can offer their insight. So having a nice network of colleagues to help you with those challenges.
0: You know what, Mike, I think you're exactly right about that. Um, when I was thinking about this question in particular prior to our, our podcast conversation, I was thinking, how have I responded when I face challenges that I just don't know the answer to and can't seem to find any research or, or any any information um, that I can get my hands on to help me solve that problem? It's always been reaching out to those folks who I think has have a, a great deal of experience and, and probably can share some of their experiences with me that will allow me to make a good decision decision. But you know, Mike, I keep saying this because I think folks underestimate it on a regular basis. Leadership is really hard. And when I think about those types of problems that aren't typical and aren't common, and the ones that you can't find the answer to in a book, I think about what are some of the hardest lessons I've learned. So as a leader, is there a particular lesson that you've learned that was very hard that you'd be willing to share with us?
1: Certainly. And it takes a lot for leaders to uh, admit when they have done something wrong or, you know, when they reflect on a the way they handle the situation, it probably wasn't the best. But one thing I remember, I've been a principal for, for 10 years now, but when I first became principal 10 years ago, I really felt like I needed to be seen as the leader of the school. I knew everything. I had the answers. I was going to make the school this wonderful place for teachers, students, parents, everybody. And it was all up to me. And I quickly realized that that is not the case at all. So the, the biggest lesson I've learned, and really it was the first lesson I learned, is that as principal, you're just another person in the building. You help set the vision, and you try to allow others to uh, let you influence them by building those relationships. But if you go into a school or any leadership position thinking you are it, you have arrived, you know all the answers, that's certainly not going to work out. I learned that quick. And that's something I've held on to through my leadership journey.
0: Yeah, you know, um, that's the important part. When you learn that lesson, making course corrections, and that means changing your behavior, changing your actions to uh, show that that's a lesson you've learned. You know, one of the hard lessons I learned, Mike, is that accountability without feedback doesn't change anything. So, so often I think as leaders, we are hung up in data and evidence, and our our deliverables are about changing those metrics, making those things look different. And so we tend to push, those of us who have this, really uh, strong internal sense of urgency and personal accountability. would tend to push those metrics in that accountability piece, but I quickly came to learn that unless I was able to give people specific, constructive, robust, quality feedback, I'd never improve their practice, even if I held them accountable. So you can hold folks accountable for the metrics, but you can only change those metrics if you can improve the quality of the feedback you're providing and the kind of support you're giving them and the timeliness of that support in a way that improves the work they're doing and therefore changes the metric that you're pushing on. So uh, that's been very important to me, a lesson to me, that accountability must always be coupled with feedback and support.
1: And LaToya, I think when we worked together in, a, in the same school, we really honed in on that, and I think we could probably do another podcast series on feedback. Maybe that will be after the summer, because that's so spot on as, as usual, because that's like someone telling you as a principal, okay, raise test scores. Well, what does that really mean? What am I going to do? Of course, I know I want to have higher scores, but what are the detailed steps to get there? So I think that might be our next uh, series, providing quality feedback.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, certainly. I mean, it's kind of like you need to improve. Improve what? In what way? I mean, it's not enough to, to talk about the why, you know, because this is bad data and we need to make it better. You have to go into the what and more so the how. How are you gonna change that and what does that look like if it's changing? The last question, Mike, you know, I talked some last week about some of the failures that I shared with um, a portion of the team that I lead and said, you know, here are my failures that I have experienced this year and let me talk to you about my goals for the coming year and, and how I'm gonna make changes. Talk to me a little bit about how you think leaders can best handle failure in a way that grows their leadership.
1: I think first you have to be open and receptive to critical feedback. Because if you say, hey, give me feedback on my performance, and then you get defensive and you're giving all the reasons why this or that, you're not really listening. So I think the first step to be able to be re- truly reflective and, and change your practice is being open to hearing what you probably don't wanna hear and then taking the time to create an action plan. Okay, so I know I I messed up on this. What am I gonna do to fix it? I think a lot of times leaders will ask for feedback, for critical feedback, but they're not really listening to it. They're just going to give every other excuse to why this happened or why this didn't happen. So, So to answer that, I would say it's really critical to be truly open, to truly listen, and then create a plan of action. You can't just listen and then do nothing. You're wasting everyone's time. You need to truly listen, accept the critical feedback, and then develop a plan on how to correct that.
0: Mike you know you bring to us to an excellent point and give me you, you've given me an opportunity to highlight a great resource on our website leadershipwithlatoya.org folks there's a tool I've developed it's out there it's called critical feed Fe- the critical feedback tool for leaders and it's free you can download it from our website and in that tool we talk about what I've deemed or named the CFB model how to use critical feedback to pull the facts out of that feedback and then alter those behaviors so that you can make change uh, I think you It'd be well worth your time to take a look at and to use uh, to help you deal with feedback and receiving feedback in a productive manner, because that skill, using critical feedback to grow, takes a lot of practice. Our natural tendency when we get critical feedback is to really internalize it as a, um, a a measure of our value. How valuable are we to the organization or to the person that we're reporting to? When the truth is, we ought to take a look at that and see what's the parts and pieces, what are the facts, what's the evidence there, what behaviors are attached to that evidence, and what are the changes I can make in my behavior to turn, change those facts. I think that tool could be a, a very useful piece for several of you. Well, Mike, um, it's always a pleasure to know that you are always willing to share your thoughts and, and your lessons that you've learned as a leader. Folks, we've got an exciting series this summer, Lessons in Leadership. You don't want to miss it. Um, in the weeks to come, we're going to have some very exciting guests, and I hope you'll keep listening to our show. We're here to bring you the absolute best podcast for leadership. So without further ado, until next time, be you, be true. Be a hope builder. This is Leadership with LaToya for Leaders on the Grow.